CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Future CEOs here on Cliff Central. So good to be with you. My name is Gareth Armstrong. Next to me, the lovely, ever lovely, Hubi Mboya Arnold. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Kirsten, uh, I got it. I got it. It's so great to be in studio today and just a nice vibe in the office. They, they just does seem to be. There's cameras coming in and out and these celebrities coming I, in and I out. Know. And by celebrity, I just mean you. <laughs> But once again, you're listening to Future CEOs. And just a quick reminder to all those listening to us, this show is really to advocate and amplify and catalyze entrepreneurship. And since it is Women's Month, we're talking all things great and wonderful and glamorous and not so glamorous about women and women's roles in business. Remember that if you answer yes to this question, are you a future CEO? Well, then this is the show for you and you're listening to the right group of people. Yes. We've got some superstars here in the studio again, as we always as do. As we always do. But what are we talking about today, Lily? Queen Bee Syndrome. Now, I need to clarify because I've been having these kind of conversations the whole month. Is it the same as pull her down syndrome? Is it different? Are there similarities? Are there differences? But it basically is women bring each other down or women putting each other up in organizations. That's basically what we're talking about today. Okay, and in the studio, we have fabulous women. From Talent Africa, I think they should introduce themselves as the as, ordinary as the tradition is on future CEOs. Where yes. should we start? Maybe you you point. Um, okay. <laughs> My name is Augusti Kutzer, and yes. I'm a director at Talent Africa, specialising in the executive search division. Gusty, welcome to Future CEOs. It's good to have you. Just b- before we go over to your colleague, Annalise, uh, who's sitting there next to you. Lovely smile. Thank you very Beautiful much. Beautiful hair color as well. Um, Love it. Please, would you just give a little bit of a description of your background, who you are, so that our Future CEOs community know that you're the right person to be speaking about this particular topic, please. Okay. There's most probably quite a few CEOs. CEOs, CFOs, CEOs that I've placed in my life. Okay. So you're the right woman for this conversation. So I've interviewed the good ones and I've interviewed the bad ones. Yes. Annalise von Rensburg. I'm also director and co-founder at Talent Africa. Um, and we specialize also in, um, I also specialize in executive search. So we look at finding talent at the C-suite. For companies, C-suite being, as Gusty has indicated, chief executive officer, chief financial officer, chief marketing officer, all the chiefs. So, okay, first up for me, the question is, why do women find it difficult to, to support one another in an otherwise known to be male-dominated industry of industries, whatever industry you're going into? Where do we start when we're talking about queen bee syndrome? What is a queen bee? Maybe we should go and look what a real queen bee is in the animal world or the insect world. Let's start there. She's obviously the dominating female yes. that can even control the sex of the eggs. Yes. But interesting, she's surrounded by a lot of workers, Yes. Uh, and but she doesn't necessarily control them, okay. whereas the queen bee also controls them. Okay. Annelies? Yes, I think you definitely find them um, in all companies. Um, and it is not necessarily somebody that um, plans on putting other women down. I think it is more an ambition to get to the top and to be in control mm-hmm. than really to conscientiously put other people down. But in 
in dealing with being at the top, they sometimes isolate themselves and then they also start not pulling along with them other females because they, they kind of like in their mind become competitors. So, okay. so, oh. oh, goodness gracious, there, there's my mic. Um, so what I'm hearing you saying here is that it's actually a negative thing to have Queen Bee Syndrome. So anyone that's out there, when they first heard Queen Bee Syndrome, yeah, that, that's me, I've got it. It's actually not a good thing, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly just side eyes me Because I know people obviously. who call themselves Queen Bee, they're like, oh my gosh, they need to listen to this because maybe they are describing and defining themselves um, in the wrong manner, yeah, in an inappropriate I, way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, actually bringing a, a, a less um, a reputation to themselves. You know mm. what I mean? And creating bad energy with other women. Because basically, what we want to do in this show is basically show how you can succeed and thrive in a business by relationships. And we all believe, mm. especially future CEOs, about the power of partnerships, especially in an organisation. Well, the most negative about a queen bee is the fact that she doesn't uh, develop her subordinates. Okay. okay. Uh, and any successful CEO goes out of their way of developing subordinates. I, I think we've heard it said before um, where you work yourself out of a job. That That's the, the kind of development that we're talking about. Is that an accurate way to describe it, Gusty? I see a little bit of a smile in your eyes there. Well, the weaker the CEO, the weaker is a team. Correct. Mm, the stronger the CEO, the stronger is a team. So maybe if your team is strong, yes, you can become obsolete. But uh, if you concentrate on the strategic issues and let your subordinates do the operational issues, you'll always have a job. Uh, It's a a nice way that you put it there because I I guess part of the question is, well, if your team is so strong, then what's the use of having you there? And that's potentially one of the reasons why people um, on both sides of the, the gender spectrum are going to say, well, that's why I behave in this kind of way. That's why I'm a queen bee. Um, that's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> from but that, that's why I'm a queen bee, because I don't, I mean, I have to be in control. Is there, uh, what's, the, what's the balance here? Is there a well, balance? I think the best leader is the one who who controls without indicating that they're controlling. Okay, interesting. The direct controller is most probably the micromanager. So how would you indicate to be a great leader to control without indicating control? Um, Give us a couple of examples of how to do that. That's a concept that you first learn when you do therapy. In any therapeutic situation, you should be able to take control but let the person who is in therapy feel they make their own decisions. Mm. If you're a good CEO, you direct and you lead to a good decision and you let them make the decision, although you're directing them to that decision. Hold on, I've experienced this. Aren't all women good at doing this anyway? Make you believe that you're in control. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that's just my silly... Humor coming into it. Annalise, just yeah, give us a couple more examples of where we might be able to find uh, this element of control but not having to necessarily be strangling their team. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very interesting in the work environment how diversity can complement each other. And I think that that's another part where a good leader to just follow mm-hmm. to where Gusty has been and she touched on it. But diversity gives, brings um, a much better um, overall uh, um, control or a bit 
performance for organization. Mm -hmm. So it's never to have everybody being the same. So there has to be different Mm -hmm. people, specialists and so on that contributes to a good leader. Um, who must be inspirational. So, so I think coming back to, to what makes a good leader is definitely inspiration. Um, and you don't need to be, um, a person that controls through rules and through an mm. iron fist, mm. um, to be in control if you, in, if you lead by inspiration. People would want to follow you. Because they say that the Queen Bee has got brash, harsh, and tough behavior, causing stress to the team. You know, so I think the energy that's whatever's happening, there's no uh, sense of growth. Um, I think women feel intimidated in, in, in those environments and they feel that they are a weak link in that team. And that's all negativity in a sense for the worker bees in, 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 in essence. I need to jump in here very quickly because I'm actually very interested in your personal experiences. Because as we sit here in, in this room, there is, there's experience here. Do you, each of you, have an instance that you can perhaps relate where you have felt either bullied or imposed upon in a negative fashion where actually you were focusing more on, on their behavior than you were on what they're asking you or needing you to do? Who's going to go first? Uh, Ruby, you, I think got of, co- of course there'd be instances where even I have been the perpetrator of not necessarily being the queen bee, but of um, not sharing um, the space or knowledge or opportunities or given access to a younger black female. Mm. You know, and I think that is in a sense an insecurity of mine. And what I loved, what that woman did in that situation is that she stood her ground. Okay. You know, she she asked me to be able to work with her, not against her, which is great because that's a sense of communication between two women. And I think that also gives a sense of uh, two women not logging heads and creating this battleground, a battlefield of a turf in a working environment. So I think you have to be respectful when you come to um, um, facing up to the person that you're dealing with and also just have a sense of discipline as well. I, I, I like what you're, what you're sharing, I, I, but, but I I'm, interested, to, I, I'm interested in the, and maybe we must go to our in-studio experts for this, yeah. um, but I, I'm very interested in how you process the emotion of it because often the emotion, and certainly for me... I'm an emotional girl, so and, and I didn't take it well at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm not saying that you... Anyway, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but the point is that how did you process it so that you could get onto the same page? Is there, is, is there a way to do that? But, ladies, we haven't let you off the hook. We're still waiting for your stories. Gusty, is, is there a way to process the, this emotion in that kind of situation? I think the first step would be to distance yourself from the personal and the business. Correct. Okay. And not to take it personal. Yes, yes. The moment you start taking it personal, you yourself is losing perspective. Mm. So always try and put that distance between you and and the queen bee. But isn't that one of women's strengths that they can uh, bring in a personal element or at least an empathetic element that then makes them better managers or leaders in in many situations? I think it would be very difficult for me to distance myself if somebody is always putting me down. Okay, there's a difference there, right? Mm. It's the mm. way that or, or what is being said. Mm. Um, have you experienced being put down before? Can you tell us a story? Without it, mentioning it, too many names, no, of no. course. Look, I'm a headhunter, and I often sit in uh, final shortlist interviews in a panel. 
and you can often even as the executive search consultant be bullied into mm-hmm. helping somebody else make their decision whereas you know the rest of the panel doesn't want that person mm-hmm. but this specific individual will bully you uh, into making that decision and unfortunately in this instance it can be a male or a female mm. okay interesting Annalise do you have a story? I actually don't I've only worked with very nice female people and um, at Talent Africa we are a fully female owned organization yes very nice. yes yeah, yes, very nice. yes. And we all get on very well together, so we don't have queen bees around us. Mm. Um, but obviously, I've observed it before, yeah. where you um, are with a client and you actually observe where people come into a room to meet with a particular executive, that there is almost this wall between them, that they don't have spontaneity, that um, that the way in which they talk, it's not what they say, it's how they say it, Correct. that really shows you that there is uh, almost... A a negativity in the room It kind of like happens um, But I have not worked with horrible women So I'm a very privileged very person Very privileged person um, What was I going to say um, So give us other tools Of how to handle queen bees Other ways of how to handle queen bees <laughs> Okay uh, I think first of all You must be aware Of when This queen bee syndrome starts Okay and it normally starts with subtle negative jabs at you. Mm. So once that starts, low blows, yes, let your antennas go up, mm. the low blows. Mm. Because if you then don't start kind of um, diplomatically standing up to it, because the weaker you show, the more she's going to… That's the word I wanted to use, diplomatic. Mm. Yes. Yeah, correct. To, to point you. out this, this and to ask, you know, what did you really mean? Mm. Uh, because the weaker response you are And the more emotional you are The more the queen bee is going to take you on And I think, you know, showing that kind of emotion She can easily say that you're not coping with the environment Or you're not coping with work Or you just are uh, a kind of a victim of stress Of pressures of work I mean, that kind of easy um, uh, outlet Of, you know, not um, meeting your targets Or, you know, your mm. deadlines The worst is to burst out in tears mm. That is the worst. Really? Yeah. So just suck it, you up. Know, suck it up and in a quiet way uh, ask clarifying questions. The, the, and that's a key point. I was going to ask, mm-hmm. so what's the best response? Uh, I get the subtle jab that comes my way. Mm-hmm. What is the most, um, the most appropriate response that then neutralizes the emotion and gets to the core of what they're saying? Is it just to ask, mm-hmm. can you clarify that? Do you please explain what you mean? Is that no. appropriate? Is it is it better to do that then after the fact, or is it appropriate to do it in front of people? What, what's what's the strategy here, or is there mm-hmm. different strokes for different folks or situations? What, where, where are yeah. we going? Maybe Annalise. I think the the first mm-hmm. thing that you need to know is never to confront or antagonize the queen bee in a crowd. That is when they will lash out, and you will really. Uh, suffer the wrath of the the queen bee. Mm. I think the best is, as we earlier said, to be diplomatic, but go and one on one rather address the question and ask for clarity. But the mo- because the moment you put the person on the spot, they interpret it as a challenge, and that challenge 
immediately has the upper hand and the lower hand and you need to be very careful how you deal with this so communication is critical and as I said earlier it's not what you communicate it's how you communicate so so rather than to confront in, in a crowd is go and meet in person discuss it with the individual and ask for clarity but make sure you actually Add value and that you do deliver your job because mm. I think a lot of the time um, it is when people are frustrated because subordinates are not delivering what they're expecting. And so if a subordinate knows exactly what is needed of them and they can go away and get that information, do their job properly, a lot of that um, negativity and antagonism disappears because if you do everything right, there's not really a need to be um, questioning or challenging or anything like that. So I think that make sure from your side um, things are right and, and, and stick to the high road. I always say don't don't drag yourself down and get involved because somebody else is doing it. Mm. Tit for tat is not a professional way of dealing with it. Mm. So take the high road. Go and make sure from your side everything is right. Make sure that you understand what is needed from you and deliver. Mm. Um, there's also something that I read from Talent Africa about social distancing, where the queen bee aligns herself to a dominant group of men. Can you elaborate on that, Kasti? You know, I will elaborate on that by saying queen bees are normally found in male-dominated industries or environments. They're less found in uh, uh, female-dominated executive team. Mm. But not to say they they don't occur in a more female team, but Mm. they seem to be more prevalent when the the fellow colleagues are males Mm. than females. Mm. That's the first thing uh, to to observe. Mm. So, isn't that also just a coping mechanism for her? Well, it's also to show that she's tough. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and it sometimes is even in the way they speak and the language mm. they use. Mm. Uh, I think uh, a very good strategy is to always be authentic, to be yourself, to stick to the truth. And I tried to look at the definition of being authentic. And uh, it was, I was read up and it says truthfulness to the origin. Okay, very nice. Truthfulness yes. to, to the origin, origin, the origin of you. Mm. Yes. Hmm. The, uh, the, your question, though, your original question, I, I still I don't know if we, if we got to the core of it because I, I like the question. Mm. Um, and that was the, this alignment with groups of men. Does, mm. uh, uh, what what kind of alignment do you see happening happening there? I mean, uh, is she manipulating them? Uh, is she, are they manipulating her? What, what's happening in that kind of a scenario? It's an interesting scenario. I think it's more to prove herself, correct, as being able mm. to be to meet the men equally. Mm. But then she she over. Emphasizes it when she's with her female colleagues. Mm. Okay, uh, I must admit though, uh, and I've been in a number of different organisations. Not to say that I've been job hopping, but rather just been in there. Um, and there is nothing attractive, and uh, maybe it's not a wholly appropriate place to go here. But there's nothing attractive about a woman that displays m- masculine traits. You know, if if she's rough and and this and that. Uh, it's just not an attractive thing at all. And uh, is it correct to say that queen bees do that, that they take on male characteristics and then 
as you've now rightly said, then it's exaggerated when they're around their female counterparts, Annalise? You know, in some cases, in some cases not. Okay. Um, some cases, they can be really, um, they, they try and be a man okay. in a man's world. Yeah. Um, but you also can find that they try to be over-feminine in a man's world, and that is when it's used as a manipulative tool, okay. as you were talking earlier. Um, and that comes back to what Gastia said. Um, we are still feminine, and so I still really think that you should be feminine um, because that's who you are and how you've been created. So, so be that, but be assertive. And I think that um, in assertiveness, there's also an overuse of assertiveness, and then it becomes arrogance. And arrogance, I think, is sometimes one of those traits that we find with queen bees. Correct. Hmm, interesting. Women are more likely to secure senior jobs at firms with women chief executives. Talented female subordinates when thorough, when through once a woman is at the very top, suggesting the queen bee sting won't last forever. Yes or no? That's my quotation. Clearly. <laughs> uh, so you have to say yes. <laughs> so I have to say yes. Yeah. Can you explain uh, that? Yes, please. Uh, no, that is true. Yeah. Uh, Break I it think, down. Break it yeah, down. Mm. I think the queen bee syndrome is, is starting to be challenged by more women being equal to the queen bee. Right on. Uh, uh, there is now most probably two or three other females mm. in the executive room. Mm. And they're going to sort each other oh, out. They will. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Uh, you understand mm. So yes I fully I fully subscribe To the fact That the queen bee syndrome Exists But It is Being challenged More today Annalise I agree with Kastia I think also The more Females get to executive suite or the C-suite as we call it uh, The more you'll find that they don't have to prove themselves Yes I have somebody here that it came Who's the same my, route And her, who has my back Exactly who and not only that yes. They will know how far they've come Love that To, to, to get to where they are today So mm. they will understand the struggles Whatever it is that the individual went through That's so To true. get to where they are So I think that in, in unity there will be strength I just, I just want to uh, maybe we can end off just with a couple of facts because uh, so you've cited some interesting data here um, in in the paper that we were able to receive that was written by you, Gusty. Just 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 talk us through a couple of facts and then maybe some of the evolution that you're seeing as well in these roles because we're not talking about that evolution. The first thing that uh, I noticed in doing my research that is that 95 percent of females, even most probably today. This research was done about five, six years ago, indicated that at some point in time in their lives, they experienced the Queen Bee syndrome. Okay, wow. Mm. And ninety-five percent is not an exaggeration. It's from some from researchers. Yeah. Uh, I think the the research you're referring to was done in Germany. Is that right, or is that Canadian, uh, Canadian. American Management Association? Maybe yeah. even. Okay, and, and there was a thousand working women by the American Management Association said that said that they had been undermined by another woman at some point in their lives. Okay, very, very interesting. Then how do we, how do we get um, to the point where now we're evolving? You've spoken about women coming into the workplace. Um, when, maybe we can end off with this particular point. I'm now 
a woman <laughs> and I walk into an office. Hardly. It's a bit weird. <laughs> but I guess I have to get into character for this particular particular question. I walk into a boardroom. I'm, I'm newly appointed. I'm new to this particular team. Mm. How do I build a bridge immediately or as quickly as possible um, and not have to try and prove myself to the other ladies in the boardroom or even the men? How do I build that bridge? What's, the, what's that one thing that we can do? And maybe we can end with that. I think it's communication. Learn to communicate very well. Uh, that is the first tool. The second one is, as Gusty said, be authentic. Be who you are mm. and then also be diplomatic. Don't challenge. Um, know your facts. Do your homework. Know who you're meeting in that boardroom. Don't go in there and not know who the people are. Go and find out beforehand what is it that makes them tick. Understand a little bit where they come from. What it is that the role they play within the organization. Are they one of the founder members? Are they finance director? Do your homework because then you'll know how to, to handle the situation and address people accordingly. Mm, very, very nice. Go to your final thought. You know, there was one very frightening Queen syndrome, and that's those that actually sabotage you. Mm. Mm, mm. Uh, and for me, in all these examples we've used, is the Queen Bee that sabotaged you. And that's most probably the most difficult one to handle. Mm. Because at what, what stage do you expose? But mm. I think there comes a time where you have to take it to the next level. Absolutely. Mm. Okay, very interesting. I think we're going to have to take this conversation to the next level by doing uh, a little bit of an add-on in the next few weeks or months um, to make sure that we, we round this off properly because we've run out of time, Libby. We have to empower each other as women so we can all achieve great success no matter which industry we're in. Ladies, thank you very much for being here in studio and talking about Queen Bee st- Syndrome, um, the directors of Talent Africa. Uh, I think it's Talent hyphen africa.co.za that's the website if you want to go Les Femme Fatale Les Femme Fatale we will be back right after this Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com Cliff Central Revolution I've got something important to tell you cliffcentral.com